Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. And we're back with the Summer of Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing the Summer of Sarah Michelle Geller, which is every, every month of the year, basically. As I was say, as everyone has pointed out. <laughs> but we are giving her a little special spotlight for her time in horror. And uh, while we were coming up with these episodes, Ian had the idea to put to do a a final girls episode because a lot of her horror roles we don't really get her as a final girl right yeah but he brought up that buffy summers is a final girl and like i mean i guess i could see some people being like that doesn't count right but to you and i it counts right yeah it's our fucking channel if it wants to <laughs> if we want to count it then we're gonna damn count it okay um buffy summers is an action hero extraordinaire has died one two times you yeah. know um so is she a final girl she did make it to the end you know so however you want to do the math there the math the, the math is there somehow and she made it to the end fighting monsters like <laughs> very explicitly you literally fighting monsters so exactly. like um i mean and like you know and we've talked about this on slayer fest where like buffy the show leaned into horror in earlier seasons more so than later seasons right mm. um but still, it's technically a horror show, right? It's still yes. fucking monsters. Um, yeah. And like Buffy, you know, she especially especially in the high school seasons, she's very it's almost like how we talk about like Sydney and Gail and Lori, right? They went mm -hmm. they've gone through and they've had arcs where like by the end of season seven, Buffy's not pressed by a fucking monster. She's like, oh, OK, I got to kill this, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like in earlier seasons, she would be even though she had superpowers, she would still be like a little bit more like, you know, in season one, it's like she has to fight one vampire and that's like a big deal. By season five, it's like she's staking like eight at a time, right? Yeah. Um, and I and I feel like you and I appreciate that kind of development with a character. Absolutely. And we are going to be playing loose and fast with these with these final girl rules, especially for Miss Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar, right? We are, we are like on... On the uh, we're on the brink of calling Helen Shivers a final girl already, <laughs> even though she does not make it. Um, Buffy Summers' horror movie runtime throughout this series, I think, uh, it, it, it far exceeds Sydney Prescott, Laura Strode, <laughs> yeah. all of that. Okay, so she's put in the hours, and I think she's just crossing multi multiple genres. So we are gonna we are gonna yeah focus on her as a final girl kind of where, where where does your head land with her as a final girl um what oh, i guess we already talked about like what makes her a final girl but what makes her a, a great final girl these questions seem stupid because we we know we should, we know them off the top cuz she's great cuz she's wonderful <laughs> what makes her a great final girl though well and i think honestly i don't think i even started thinking of her that way Till I became friends with you. Like I mm. wouldn't have, it wouldn't have even occurred to me to put Buffy in that category because I often put Buffy in like a superhero category because she does have like yeah. superpowers and she is very Spider-Man-y where it's like just her, she's fighting the bad guys and she's going to be shitty the whole time and like make quips and whatever. Um, but like, I don't know. I think of like, yeah, like I think of like Sydney and Lori and like the reason we love them because like, even when they're scared, they still like put in the fight and they fucking survive. And that's, that kind of is Buffy Summer's whole mm -hmm. deal, right? Like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna do it. Like, you know, and I think of season five, which, you know, at that point it's more fantasy than horror when she's fighting Glory. And like the speech she gives at the end when she's just like, I'm tired. I wish my mom were here. I'm tired. And if this, if I lose this time, I'm done. Yeah. But like, she's still doing it, even though she's like very low and like, lost her mom you know her boyfriend left her like she's lost a lot in season five but she's still like i'm just tired but i'm gonna do this like we're gonna go we're gonna do it and then she ends up sacrificing herself to save her friends her sister and the world and like if that's not fucking final girl material i don't it know is what absolutely right? <laughs> final girl material and i won't hear otherwise um she really does go through all the motions ba -bum -bum. um <laughs> she I, 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 I've been thinking about this and I think she's kind of sort of in that, in that Ripley league, right? Yeah. Where there's a little bit of gray area, but, um, they're final girls nonetheless. And also like, like Ripley, she's kind of doing all of this. I mean, I guess a final girl does this against her. Well, they don't decide to be a final girl. Right. But right. she's brought, she, she dies. She's brought back. She dies. She's brought back. She has to do this. <laughs> she has to do that. There really is no 
way else for her to ever live her life, you know. Um, she is always in final girl mode, and there's not really a right. whole lot outside of that. Um, and she and she she just does it, you know. She rises up to the challenge, and she just does it because you have to just do it, you know. She you, your back's up against the wall. There's nowhere else to go but but forward. So um, right, and like even with even with my comparison with season five and having to get Dawn, she would have still done that even if like I I get that they needed Dawn as like the plot device, but she would have done that regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. What was it like? Even if it didn't, even wasn't a family member, she still would have yeah. wanted to stop Glory, right? Like, yeah. And you know, some of these big bads are a little less horror than the other ones, but right. we we can even go into some of the the episodes that are like straight up horror, right? Like you have them a, a few times a season. Uh, a couple of them that stand out to me is the hospital episode fucking terrifying right that's her that's that's a whole ass movie on its own i i I just hate that that one doesn't get talked about near enough either because there's a lot of buffy goodness right but that one is terrifying that is that is like an absolute nightmare um we have that's one of my least favorite episodes i will say (laughs) which is fair that's fine but i that is is i do agree with you yeah out of that episode i remember scaring me more than hush did i don't really remember being that terrified by hush but the the hospital one did it, it was terrifying and she has to kind of face her, her the trauma of her past right right um, yeah we never hear about her fucking cousin again but she she was traumatized <laughs> by her cousin's death okay um season three where she's locked in the house with that with that one vampire and she doesn't have her powers anymore tell me buffy summers is not a final girl come on now we could just watch that episode alone right and offer that up as our thesis right <laughs> yeah because like Okay, take away her powers. She's still yeah. going to do it. And she had like the cuts, she had the little. She got. She had to be smart. She had the Nancy Thompson thing going. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, I I even think of like when the the vampire drinks it, and she's like, if I was at full strength, I'd be punning right now. But she just watches him like With turn to dust, smirk. and that's cool. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is just Buffy Summers. Let's go through uh, season season one. I feel like it's just. Uh, Every episode's a horror episode. Yeah. <laughs> Season two, what are the horror episodes that stand out? The hospital one. Killed by uh, death, yeah. Um, I guess some assembly required since it's like Frankenstein. Oh, absolutely, yes, yeah. I don't like that episode either, but it does, I would say it falls into, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, maybe even I only have eyes for you because it's like the ghosts mm-hmm. and it's like haunting and everyone's like, everyone they possess oh, aside from- that actually, yes, absolutely that one because that was another yeah. one that scares me. Um. The visuals in it are, are really scary. It's just they're, they're, it's horror mixed with a bunch of other. It's just like I don't know subset horror. Uh, we have yeah. we have like horror romance, and then anything with Spike and Drusilla, I consider horror because it's like a, it's like a gothic romance story, right? Right. Um, that's probably they're like vampire murderers. So yeah. <laughs> uh, season three, we have that episode where she's locked in the house. We have uh, what else we got in season three? Um, God, would that be that might be the only one that's like more I feel like there are the Kakistos kissing toast. He yeah. that's a that's a horror episode, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. Faith gets it too. Faith gets yeah. some of it. Um because she would be like the new girl in town in like a horror movie that like yeah. doesn't tell you there's a monster, right? Or like there's a zombie Anne, apocalypse coming. Anne is a horror that's true, episode. Yeah. Um the season four is is full of them. Hush, Adam is is a horror villain. You know, a whole horror yeah. villain. He's not a vampire. He's not anything like that. He's he is Frankenstein's monster. Which isn't us saying we like everybody. him, but <laughs> I I go through my ebbs and flows with Adam. Sometimes I do. I have to be in the mood for Adam, right? Yeah, like um, I don't mind him. It's just he's not my favorite. Yeah. The finale of season four is a horror episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and like I mean, Hush is would be if that were a movie that would be like a really well done horror movie right mm-hmm. like i feel like that could be like an a24 horror movie in 2022 yeah. uh season five we've got the big ass snake i consider it i consider it because it's fucking it, yeah scary. <laughs> those the snake and then the weird gross like bug alien monster yeah. those would be like horror episodes even Buffy versus Dracula. That's Dracula. It's Dracula. We gotta yeah. call it horror, okay? There's gonna be somebody who argues that one too. Like, I know. <laughs> and like you know, like we said, as they go on, it does get less and less. But there still is every season at least. It's because they're right? focusing more on the overarching, like like 
arc, Which, right? Yeah. But they still have time to put those extra horror beats in there. Um, season six, the whole season six is just depression horror, right? Right, it is yeah. Very hereditary. Yeah. Um, and I count it in that way. That's that's elevated. Season six is elevated <laughs> horror. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, elevated <laughs> horror. Uh, <laughs> see, they were just covering, they are touching all of them. And then season seven, we've got our season seven episodes, the uh, the big spiders. And then the, uh, oh, you know what's a good, a good one, going back to season five? Um the fucking bug that Joyce keeps seeing around the house. That's know? what I said. Yeah, that's oh, the you other did one. say that. Yeah, didn't yeah. You? Okay. Yeah. See, we've got it all over the place. So let's kind of go into some of the moments. Wait, hold here. on. Wait. Whoa, you whoa. said in season seven the big spider. Oh, 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 in the Anya episode. Yes. That's the one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was like, wait, what's the spider? But right. Yeah. But, but also, you were on for this episode for Slayer Fest. Conversations with dead people is a horror movie. It's a, like, that is a horror uh, stage play to me. Yeah. I consider that like a horror stage play. Then we have uh, lessons which is really creepy because it's got the zombie ghosts in the yeah. mirror and the, and the talisman, you know? Um, so it's the, the show itself is putting her through all of these different horror scenarios that she's got to survive. And she always does. Okay. She always survives it. Um, what are some of your favorite Buffy Summers final girl as a final girl moments? This is going to be lame. Cause I, I was taking, I was taking a list on my phone. I was like making a little note of like, and annoyingly, I already said what it was, but like in Helpless, I think that's like a really good, maybe, I, I don't know that it's the best. I mean, we always try to differentiate, right? But it might be my favorite final girl moment for Buffy because mm -hmm. it's, she doesn't have her powers and she still yeah. is able to like beat this fucking, like he's like a scary threat, right? Like he's got oh, her he's fucking terrifying. mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and I, I love, I just love her holding it being like, I would be punning right now if I had my powers, just watching him fucking turn to dust. Like that's a badass yeah. moment. I mean, we, we, that's, and it's constructed exactly like a horror movie too, right? She's like in a, an inescapable house. Right. She's like going through, you know, being thrown up against walls, crawling through little things, you know, having to like do this maze in order to survive. And it is probably, I'm trying to think, but I, I, I believe that's probably the closest she's gotten to a traditional final girl too, who like didn't have superpowers, you know? Yeah. So it is a pretty fucking stellar moment. And it's one that, like, again, I don't, I don't think we talk about that one enough either. That she was like fucking badass without her powers, still, right? And like, um, you do feel bad for her too, right? Like, and then we even see the aftermath, and there's a little bit of trauma left with her from that situation, right? Like, that we just don't, we don't really go into again. I guess yeah. there's always that. That's what uh, the why the council always. Uh, just leaves her. I mean, there's a multitude of reasons, but that's really why the council always leaves a really bad taste in my mouth is because every time they pop up, I think of that episode. And I'm right. Like, I remember what y'all fucking like, did to her. Ah, I remember. <laughs> I remember that. I'm not forgetting. <laughs> uh, I, I I would say that is um has to be among my top three favorite Final Girl moments of hers. Um, and she's got the overalls, like even a Final Girl look. She's got a Final Girl look. Yeah. You know. It is a very. You're right. It is a very like. Not a look you or I would pick for a final girl, but it is a very final girl look. It is absolutely. Um, hmm. And like, I mean, even like, I think of, you know, I mean, we mentioned some of the monsters, like when she catches up with the snake monster and she's just pounding yeah. into that thing, like that feels like a final girl moment of like this fucking, mo like, you know, like yeah. at the end, it's like reminiscent of almost like, you know, Lori chopping Michael's head off or like Sydney shooting. It's like, yeah, she's very like she's had a lot that season. Like she's had a lot thrown at her, right? And so she's just taking it out on this. Like she, stupid this can't go monster. past one episode. This gets <laughs> one one tail end of an episode, and that's it. Another episode that is just I, I'm realizing how horrified season three is. Um, Gingerbread. That's is true. Yeah, crazy I do love scary. that episode. They open with the murder of like children, and then children. the children are like haunting and and creating little Republicans, right? They're like <laughs> <laughs> those children That's are like curse. hosting a Fox News show. Um, <laughs> uh, but that was really scary. And then they turn into a big monster. And I I think. Like that's an underrated for me, that is a very underrated episode because I think it's so much fun. And I love Zach, did you just sip a bottle of alcohol? Yeah, it's Sugar Island, though. It's basically a mixed drink. Oh, I don't know what that is. Is that rum or vodka? Rum. I'll have to have you taste some. Mm. Um, I just like you casually drinking that. Um, but yeah, no, I like, 
I think that's a really fucking funny episode too, right? Because it has mm-hmm. the bleakness, but I love the end that like that's everyone else dark, has to say man. Buffy. That's dark <laughs> that you find it like a funny episode. That was that one. That was another one that you really used to scare me. Like the seeing the dead kids at the beginning and then seeing them pop up throughout always like really scared me. Oh, um, really? When I was younger, yeah. And it's a dark episode. What is funny? Well, in the end, I I love I love the Buffy episodes. I mean, you know, I love Buffy, so it's not like yeah. I don't. But I love when it's like they have to save the day a different way. And I like Cordelia and Giles teaming up, and Xander and Oz teaming up, and like them doing a really bad job of trying to save the day. Like I like those kind of pairings. And it's like yeah. Buffy still eventually saves the day. Like they don't really do that much. Um, and I like the Cordelia Giles stuff. Like anytime mm-hmm. Giles is paired with. Cordelia or Anya I think it's like very funny oh yeah because like yeah it's like you know he's like a stuffy dad and they're just like the one of my actually my favorite lines come my favorite Cordelia lines come from these two episodes that and killed by death this one it's like when she's waking him up and she's like one of these days you're gonna wake up in a coma and he's like wake up in a oh never mind um (laughs) and then then killed by death when Buffy's saying she saw death um and Cordelia keeps talking and they say something. You're like, he, Giles is like, do you have any tact? And she's like, tact is just not saying true things. I'll pass. Like, those are. Yeah, there's good, good moments in all of them. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of going through a couple people's lists here. Um, because, I mean, I guess by this logic, several of the, the women in the show could be final girls, right? True. Um, we are focusing on Buffy Summers, though. But, but um, same time, same place, I guess. Could be a really oh, good yeah. final girl episode for Willow, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, the other season one episode I was going to talk about that I always forget is, um, God, what's the name of it? Oh my God, I used to be better at remembering names. I can't remember. Oh, I'm um, awful at it. Awful at remembering the names. I will never do that. Teacher's Pet. Okay. Um, yeah. This, because, and at the end, I like going through the episodes for TikTok, on, for Slayer Fest TikTok, um, each season one episode is turned 25. I like, there were things I forgot because I just don't revisit that season. Mm-hmm. But the way she defeats, when the teacher turns full praying mantis, it is so like low budget 80s horror movie and I love it actually. <laughs> it is alone. Cuz it's just like a puppet moving like this. And a puppet they, like, is better than like crappy 90s CGI though. I do I I do prefer a like stupid puppet over mm-hmm. a like crappy CGI and they clearly made it in scale. So it's like giant but it looks so stupid. And the way she kills it is like it's like Xander and Willow are standing to the side and there's just a shadow and it's Buffy hacking, and it's a shadow of a girl hacking at a monster until it's, like, in pieces. I need to go back and watch that one again, because that's crazy. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's such a wild, like, they would never shoot something like that on Buffy ever. Because that's, like, that's a Xander episode, right? So technically, mm-hmm, that's yeah. his, like, little final girl moment. But I like that right. we get, everybody gets, like, kind of a little final girl yeah. moment here. Um, another one, Afterlife. When she gets brought back from the dead, which in and of itself is, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. terrifying. Okay. <laughs> Final girl against her will, Buffy Summers. <laughs> she did not uh, ask for this. She dies twice, and she just wants to be at peace. Does like. not <laughs> ask for this life. Um, and then when she does come back, she brings a fucking demon with her. Um, a gift with purchase, as Anya <laughs> Jenkins would have said. Um, and that one was really scary as well. Like, there's no, like, real thing that she has to overcome. Yeah. Um, she just kind of has to just kill it, I guess. Yeah, yeah isn't they do, like, a spell to make it that she can cut its head off. I forget. Whatever plot device, like, oh, if we do this uh, spell, to, like, it'll make be it solid, right? Yeah, yeah. So she can cut it That's off. right. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you got scenes like Anya cutting her face up, and it's, it's a pretty scary episode. Um, yeah, I actually like that is like for sure could be an image in like an intense horror movie, right? Like when mm-hmm. she's like cutting at her face and her eyes are all white. Like, we'll have to compile a bunch of horror images from from this uh Ooh, this yeah. show um fear itself in season four where they're all trapped in a haunted house like, i love that episode. How, oh i love a hollow we, we we've talked about this plenty of times that buffy the vampire slayer as a horror show did not have a halloween episode per year uh, who made that decision which is rude yeah, yeah. you should ask <laughs> some of your connects good. about that one too <laughs> <laughs> be like explain yourself why was there not a halloween episode i, mean, I feel in- like there's an explanation needed for that because it's it's like lends itself to a halloween episode did you ever watch supernatural uh, i only watched the first season oh, i did too i was gonna ask you if uh does anybody else know who watched supernatural <laughs> did they have halloween episodes <laughs> they must have right they probably they, i i always i know shows don't like doing them all the time but i actually mm-hmm. always like a like holiday episode on a show that I, if like oh, I if it's a show that i'm watching i love a like holiday 
themed episode. Yeah, I absolutely do. And uh, Fear Itself is the Halloween, it's like one of the few Halloween episodes. And so we have Buffy Summers as like Red Riding Hood running through this haunted house, right? And it's- And that's the thing I love too about a Halloween anything is that like, then the fun of it is also like, at the borderline, it's fun because it's Halloween, right? But you also can put all of the main characters in, like you said, mm-hmm. Buffy is Red Riding. Like that's like makes it more fun, right? Yeah, my favorite one of my one of my favorite types of horror is definitely trapped in a house, and so I love anytime she's like trapped in like a, a something. A How many times yeah. does she do that? She does it in in season three in this one. I guess she is she's trapped in a house for her birthday. And um, season, I was gonna say in season six, are literally trapped in her house. <laughs> um. There has to be more than that, but like those are the ones that are coming to my mind. Yeah. Um, like Dawn is kind of trapped in her house in conversations with dead people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like they use a lot of that horror stuff. And I mean, Joss Whedon, who we think is caca. We can, t- we can talk about him on here, though. I'm going to go with it. Um, <laughs> like did say he created it because he like wanted to go like the route of the blonde girl who normally would be like chased and killed by the monster yeah. is able to like fight back and kill the monster. Um, and I mean, I mean we've talked about this so many times, but like a lot of that credit is due to Sarah Michelle Geller, right? Yes. Like she gets the credit for Buffy. She just yeah. does. Um, <laughs> we can give credit where credit's due. Like he had that idea it was fantastic. Right. Yeah, but like I'm not taking anything away from what he created. Um. But somebody else would have come along with that same idea to make the blonde girl the big the big hero right. in the end, right? And it's Sarah Michelle Gellar that that really carried the Buffy the Vampire Slayer name because you can imagine uh, Christy Swanson in this role if she was cast right. as, in the show. I don't think it would have lasted as long, and I don't think it would have like gone as far. It really did take Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Sarah Michelle Gellar is already a seasoned horror actress by this point, you know? Um, yeah. And I think she, oh my God, I know she doesn't like horror movies. I know it. I know she doesn't like doing horror. And I know she just wants her sweet little drama that's going to get her an Emmy, you know? (laughs) But listen, I mean, even our two favorite final girls don't like horror. Like Nev Campbell and Jamie Lee Curtis have said they don't like it. So Fair, fair. But like (laughs) we, if we could control a woman, which you should never do. But, you know, in cases like Sarah Michelle Gellar, maybe we should. We'll just stick her in all the horror movies, okay? I'm like, there's a big paycheck. flicking her with like a chick (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah i i i wonder what that is right that like these actresses that do do really well in horror like why they don't like it i wonder if it's like they don't like like because i guess it is a lot of physicality right yes we we've already talked about the fact that we think she's probably like a career actress where like this is what she has always known so this she does this yeah. like a job she's not really like she doesn't really have like oscar aspirations it doesn't seem like um and you factor in the amount of horror that she did early in her adult career she's fucking tired of it of course she doesn't want to do it anymore like she probably only can remember how many night sh- shoots she did and she's like yeah not interested yeah. not interested and it's not even just for seven seasons of Buffy you've got all of the horror movies that she did and all the time she had to show up but you know not, uh, the only horror movie I really like heard her uh, really you know fawn over and this could have been at the time just because it was promotion was like the grudge because she got to go to Japan and she was super excited about that you know she never shut up at that one yeah I feel like <laughs> she when it was out and that movie also did like incredibly well it like I, well. I I remember like Entertainment Weekly had her on the cover. Like Entertainment Weekly always wanted her on the cover. And yeah. it was like, she's becoming the new horror girl and like blah, blah, blah. And like how well it did. But like, I don't know, that movie's like, eh, it's fine. It's just a little dull, right? And like, yeah. but I do feel like the grudge and I know what you did last summer are the ones that, she, and Cruel Intentions, which isn't horror, but those are like her three. <laughs> Next like, up, we're going to be like, uh, Catherine in Cruel Intentions, final girl. <laughs> final girl. Yes, Here's why. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That could be our clickbait headline. Oh Is Catherine Myrtle from Cruel Dungeons Final Girl? One day. Yes. One day. <laughs> um, Sarah Michelle Gellar herself doesn't is get a hit by a car. Girl, you know, she is yeah. just a final girl. Um, she... Well, she, you know, I think it's because she has that energy. She really does, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, you know, and like Sydney and Laurie, like our favorites, like they don't have it at first, but they get it yeah. of the confidence, right? Like they, those are characters we love because they build to the confidence. Yeah. 
And Buffy does too, but Sam Rachel Geller. She always, she started out with it. She, yeah. she just already had it. And that has to be going along with like, I think that's why she was a child star is because she was so confident um, yeah. that, that it was, it was apparent, you know, but then like also starting out so young and, and uh, really develop, you better get away from that. Um, and he's <laughs> right next to a cord, man. We're going to have our own <laughs> horror movie here in this house. Um, but she, you know, uh, from doing it for, from so young, she just like, like it's her work ethic. It just is her work ethic. And that, that is, you know, her performing is her excelling at her job and she probably wants to excel at her job, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and like, I think of anyone I've had from Buffy on Slayer Fest, like, but especially James Marsters and Claire Kramer, I remember them specifically saying when you had a scene with Sarah, you did not want to mess up your lines mm -hmm. because she could do everything in one. A take. lot of people have I've seen have said that. And I, I totally believe it, you know, yeah, like me she too. Was just seasoned pro where I think a lot of actors and, 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 you know, it doesn't make them any less are right. like really like into the craft, right? Like they really like want to see what's going on with their character and stuff like that. And I fully do. I think there's projects where she was like super into it and wanted to get like really, you know, artsy fartsy yeah. with it. But I think for the most part, she looks at a, at a page, memorizes the lines for like 20 minutes and shows up on set and does her damn job, right? And like knows it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and makes her a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, an episode and then, and then pieces out. Which, like, is impressive in its of itself, right? Because I yeah. feel like you're right. It's like, she's like, 20 minutes, I'm good. And gets, like, everything and, like, yeah. knows it all. And, like, that is a skill because, like, I can't remember shit. Like, I can't remember anything we talk about. And, like, she, like, being able to do that, especially at work, right? That can be harder, too. Like, you get yeah. a little nervous. I imagine her never being nervous. I imagine her being, like, all right, got it, read it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, I always think back to, uh, who, who was it? Was it Blackwood or Blackburn? Um, some some guy did like this really long interview with her. It was the episode where uh, Riley comes back in season six, um, and so she's doing a night shoot. And this guy, I have to look up his name, um, but he oh, you sent that to me before, yes. didn't you? Yes, he yes. Should, I, I'm, I believe it's Blackwood. Um, it's like some British magazine, like outfit, Blackwood, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he shows up and he just basically spends the night with her, following around with the camera, talking to her and stuff like that. And the entire time she's there, it's just like, you know, a day at the office. And she, yeah. That's how she treats it. You know, she's not, we don't ever get a scene where, with her like intensely trying to prepare for this scene that's about to come up. She's like, you know, puts her glasses on for a second, looks at the lines, takes them off and is like, I want coffee. Let's go for coffee or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's super casual with her. Um, and I think that that's just that's just Sarah Michelle Geller, man. And I think that's the only reason she could have, or yeah, the only way she could have done seven seasons of this damn show is because it was a job, right? Because you you think of the and everybody else too, right? But her more yeah, so, yeah. the amount of emotional beats throughout the series. Um, must have been grueling back to back to back to back to back. Oh, yeah. How many crying episodes does she have? You know, like it's, it had to have been exhausting. And I don't think that any other actor who wasn't in the sort of like, uh, come show up, do it as a job mindset could have been able to do it. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, and I just, you know, that's why like a character like Helen Shivers, who is a character that die, you know, dies, like she has the best chase scene, but she dies. Yeah but she is the most memorable in that movie, right? Like she just mm -hmm. is. And like, this is because Sam Schreller always brings it. And like, even, even in The Grudge, which is like a lesser of her horror outings, but like, I don't know, like that movie would be so dull if the final girl had been like someone boring, right? No, no, right? Could we, who, who, I, we won't name anybody, but yeah. I, I have a few I can already throw out there. Um, but it was Sarah Michelle Gellar, and she has this just sort of natural star power that people, like, want to watch her. And she's extremely likable on screen. Yes. That's the thing, is that you have to also factor that in, is that people enjoy watching her, and nobody really gets annoyed watching her. Jamie Lee Curtis has, like, started getting on, like, uh, unsteady footing. We're like, I'm a Halloween fan, die hard, and I love her, right? But there are a lot of people who are really fucking annoyed with Jamie Lee Curtis when she opens her mouth, right? And so when they watch her, they're like, oh. Yeah, I see. I, well, I, we, I have been seeing that a little bit more. <laughs> we did have uh, Lewis Peitzman on to talk about Scream, the newest Scream, and yeah. he did talk about interviewed her, and she was not nice to him. <laughs> I, I I don't believe that though. I'm 
Well, her quote is, I don't give a fuck about horror. That's like her quote when he I asks think her she's and... just, I think she doesn't have social awareness. And I think that comes off as rude. I think she's rude because <laughs> of that. Um, but well, I think there's like a, <laughs> I, I think there is a, especially once you get older and you've yeah. been around for oh, a while absolutely. and you're rich. Yeah. It's like, I just don't give a shit. She was so, going like, to go one of two ways. Whatever. Right. And we just have to be happy. She didn't go the Fox yeah. News route. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Her. She's at that yeah. age. She's at it. She's so, at the age of the Fox News. Okay. She supports her trans daughter. I love to see that. <laughs> That makes me happy. Like, <laughs> oh, it's always interesting. I'm gonna be excited to see what my mom turns into. It's like a, you know, opening a little like surprise mini. You know, and like, ooh, what am I gonna be? Oh, hating Republican. Thanks, mom. Um, oh my god, what'll Sarah be? <laughs> well, don't you remember? She's gonna turn into something too. Do you remember there were all those, everyone used to, I don't know why everyone used to always say she was a Republican and she like very it, much, but like she very much is like, says she's not. Like, I don't know Recently. why. Yeah, recently, but true. I could have absolutely seen her. I think most of them were probably Republicans. Probably they're like, I'm socially liberal and fiscally right, yeah, conservative. Yeah. I, I I have have to believe a lot of them are like that because um, they don't want people coming in and taking the majority of their money, right? Like Sarah's good with their money, I have to imagine. Um, <laughs> kind of correcting <laughs> us. <I'm kidding. laughs> I know. Well, I, I just wanted to add when I was uh, living in New York during the 2016 election, um, I went to Stonewall to watch, I, I can't remember if it was the first or the second debates, whichever debate it was between Hillary and Trump. And I had worn my Buffy sweater hmm. and I was interviewed for, I think it was the Colbert shirt. No, it was Samantha B, the Samantha B, like whatever show. Um, I didn't get aired, but I was interviewed by, I, I can't remember who the comedian was, but she was pretty funny. She asked me if I would want to be interviewed. It was me and my ex. And she was like, I see Sam Richard Gellers on your shirt. Who do you think Buffy would vote for? And I was like, she would vote Democrat. There's no way Buffy would ever vote Republican. And she was like, what about Sam Richard Geller? And I was like, she also would vote Democrat. She's there not like, I was like, very like. <laughs> is that video out there? Is it floating around? No, they I never, d- and they only, they only used one interview and it was not mine. <laughs> I do want to correct you though. The Buffy Summers would never show up to a voting poll because she would forget about it and never, it, 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 she's not even registered. Okay. I think Willow would get her to vote. I think Willow would be like, okay, I'm going to register you. I could see okay, that. Come with me. That. Like that's. That's yeah, what I think. I could see that. Um, <laughs> It'd be like me with my mom when I'm like, okay, yeah. we are going to vote now. And she's like, all right. <laughs> I just uh, kind of to bring it full circle. I just, I just think that Sarah's acting itself lends itself to, to, to horror, uh, the horror genre much more than anything else she's ever done. Right. And she's great and everything. She just is, yeah. but she is just, there's something about, like we, like we talk about all the time, the ups and downs of, of a horror, being in a horror movie, you know, right. and having to go through these range of emotions. And, and she has done it in so many, she's done it in more ways than anybody else has ever, ever. There, there's, there has not been a single actor or actress in history who has done every single type of horror. Yeah. She's done it all from, I feel like there's episode, gonna be like- from movie to movie. I don't give a fuck. The, the screen time, the amount of time, the 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 all of the different like tropes and, and genres, and uh, she's done all of it. And the the thing is, is that, like like you said, the screen time, like what? CC Cooper has maybe ten minutes of screen time in Scream Two, but like everyone fucking remembers CC Cooper from Scream Two, right? Yeah, yeah. And even that performance from her was like kind of we we talked about it. And what did we say? It's not a phoned in performance. It's a uh, it's a it's like a paint by numbers, but she makes it work. She has it like, yeah, she has it on her resume. Like, she can, like yeah. run her finger down, point at number like 34 and be like, okay, that's the acting style I'm going with today. Um, yeah. So even when she has to do that and just like pull it out, cause she got two hours to film, like she can, she can do it. And as Buffy Summers, she really does go through every single type of horror, emotion, uh, Everything that you will you have ever seen in horror, she does it throughout those seven seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think I think you're right, and I think that almost like that helped lend her, that helped like her be so good at horror movies because mm-hmm. she had done fucking everything a final girl yeah in any horror movie has done in Buffy. So it's like okay, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. I can easily do that. Like she can do that shit, and she knows. I mean, maybe she doesn't know how to be likable, but she is likable on screen. Like, maybe that's not, it's just her, right? That could yeah. be just, like, how she is. Um, but, like, and that lends it that, like, that's what we liked in A Final Girl as well. Like, you know, like, I think of, like, Laurie and Sydney are very final girls, but even someone like Dale, who isn't 
your like typical final girl Mm -hmm. and is a little bit harsher and severe, we still love her, right? Yes. Like she's still likable. And like Sarah Michelle Gellar has that where no matter what kind of character she's playing, you still like the character because of her likability, I think. Um, And there's not a stronger case for that than Buffy Summers. (laughs) There isn't. There really isn't. If you want to talk about, and I wouldn't like, I wouldn't go so far as to call her like mother of all final girls or anything like that. But she has, she has shown the most range of any final girl in any franchise period. Um, she and you know there's and there's a bunch of different reasons for that she's you know started my all my children like that you know she had to get the emotional parts down she had to like be trained in that she moves on to buffy she learns how to do horror like you know fucking excellent and (laughs) i just think she is she's just a final girl and i wish she'd embrace it and do a couple i i wish we would craft a, a franchise around her give her like at least three movies you know okay <laughs> all right so when we write our horror series we will approach sam Rachel geller first <laughs> we're going to of course at first that's not even a question right we were trying to get mike flanagan we were tweeting at him yelling at him that tweet did decent okay i know he saw it um that was the day he was I, I do like, wonder if, a bunch of people too i do wonder if someone ever like if people like him who are like openly big buffy fans if mm-hmm. they do try to get her but she's like no thank you I wonder you know, if because Ryan like Ryan Murphy is a a Buffy fan. Let me see. Because it's wild that he hasn't had like Buffy people on. Um, because Ryan Houlihan, who's one of the Slayerfest uh, ninety eight co-hosts, like he's surprised that like even like Claire Kramer or Mercedes McNabb haven't put on American Horror Story. It's just there's a there's a bunch of actresses I really want to like re jumpstart the careers yeah. with American Horror Story. I think Sarah Michelle Gellar and Lindsay Lohan would have been great for American Horror Story, um, mm. but I mean neither of them would do it, you know. So I and I Lindsay I, might do it depending on her mood. I feel like yes, I could have seen Lindsay doing. I could have seen Sarah and Lindsay both doing um, AHS Hotel. I think Hotel would have been a really good season for both of them. I, yeah. I think, which is the, the third season would have also been really good for Sarah too, though. Yeah. I'd like to see her play a witch. She can do that. Will Alison Hannigan again doesn't always get the, the witch roles. I like, she could be a witch that like, okay, my power is I make myself super strong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ian, calm down. Alison Hannigan doesn't. Hey, Buffy, Sarah doesn't always want to be a slayer, okay? She has range. She can do other things. She was a porn star, Ian. She was a porn star. What's the name of that movie again? Is it Southland Tales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's brunette by the end. She's reformed. She's also really good in that, but she, like, is really good in that movie. Just everything. She's just, like... I always think of, like, it's, like, her and, like, eight other famous people in that one scene where she's talking about her porn career. Mm -hmm. It's, like, her, The Rock, Sean William Scott, (laughs) Janine Garofalo. It's so weird. Um, But, yeah, but, like... And, I mean, we talked to... If you want to hear Zach and I talk more about Chosen, but... In the chosen in the Buffy finale, we talked about this a lot. Like Buffy earned that happy ending of like I I feel like I cried when we talked about it on the episode, but like and I could cry thinking about it when she jumps off that bus and she's able to like turn and look at the road ahead. Ugh. I'm just like fuck. There was she no road this. ahead. Oh, that way, that way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm like I'm like, like Ian. You missed the crucial <laughs> part of the episode. No, I like Sunnydale is called. She turns and looks at the road that is yeah. ahead and takes a breath and then turns around and looks at Sunnydale. And I'm just like, that small moment is like maybe my favorite moment mm. in the finale because it's just so earned, right? Like yeah. she deserves to be, like we said, the final girl and to get like an ending where it's not like she has to be. Cause like we could talk about Sydney and Lori. They're not fighting their enemies every day. And Buffy literally was, mm. right? Like there was a new monster for her to fight in Sunnydale every other day. She didn't get ah. a break. She, I just wanted them to follow her. Right after Sunnydale went into the crater uh, to a, a, a beatdown motel that was right outside of Sunnydale that has a diner <laughs> attached where her and all the potentials, you know, went it's and like they just sick. got like chicken tenders with honey mustard. <laughs> and I just I would love to see that. her, just everybody, because they would have all eaten in silence a couple of the younger ones would have popped up and everybody else would have told them to shut the fuck up and <laughs> that would have been such a, a fantastic scene you know it would have been great Ugh. i just i needed more seeds like that i we might actually you're gonna you might hate me for it but we might actually change this episode title to sarah michelle geller is a fine girl <laughs> because i feel like there's so much to talk about here um and we have to keep going into it like and the return isn't the best movie right 
but when's the last that's time the one with Adam Scott? Yes. Is that the one with Adam Scott? Um, mm. I only saw that in theater. Okay. It's not the best movie, but there is a, she's really good at it. And she, Sarah Michelle Gellar is a brunette, is one of my favorite Sarah Michelle Gellar. And she's got like dark brunette here, hair. And she's from Texas. And she drives a truck. Zach loves a, like that kind of lady. <laughs> I love a brunette Sarah Michelle Gellar driving a truck in Texas. Fuck yeah, man. Um, and I'm pretty sure I, I used to drive that that route that she was driving quite a bit. Wait, so, really? They yeah, actually I, shot it? I, I, the last time I watched it, I noticed a lot of the... Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. I could be wrong, actually. Um, but there is a scene where she is she's driving back to her hometown, and it's like real late at night, and she's wearing this long-ass skirt and stuff. And it's real late at night, and uh, uh, a Patsy Cline t- song comes on the radio, and she turns it off and it comes back on and turns it off. And it's like this phantom radio that just keeps turning on. And she like parks the car, the truck in the middle of this like a bit like a deserted road. And she gets out and she's like the headlights are, are on her and she's staring back at the truck. And just she it's a horror moment that I just think of all the time with her that she's just so good at. And it's so simple, you know. I, so as you were talking, I want you to know. So I didn't do live journal. Live journal was a big thing when I was like a teen, early 20. I did dead journal. Mm. And I was like, I know I wrote a review of this movie. I wrote a very short one paragraph review oh, no. of this on my dead journal. It's okay. Uh, the return. Well, I'd have to say the best part of the movie was how fucking hot Buffy, or as you people call her, Sam Richard Geller, looked with dark hair. See, I mean, all in all, the movie wasn't nearly as terrible as I thought and wasn't nearly as much of a grudge copy as it seemed like it would be. But that doesn't mean much. It was slow and not scary, but I'll see anything with Buffy in it. There you and go. that was my review. And I'm glad. Uh, you know what? I'm happy you're just supportive, you know? <laughs> just be supportive, okay? But there's moments, like, the, I think the plot is what it's, like, really weird in that movie. But it starts out pretty strong. And she is just, there. there's moments where she kind of, like, there's a moment where she goes into a bar and she's kind of, like, back in time or she's having like i don't know some sort of like right she has like weird yeah. flashbacks yeah and yeah. she like ends up in the bathroom and there's like a you know somebody trying to get into the stall that she's in and it's like fucking scary it is like a pretty scary moment and i wish like that movie the tone of that movie and how that movie looked i wish it had been a different a whole different story just like yeah, yeah. set in the same place with her same look because it would have been a really good like some sort of like isolated Texas town horror story that she could have done. But even still, I like watching that movie because of those little moments that she has, you know, she sells it because she is a final girl, you know, her acting <laughs> is just a final girl. Um, But yeah, no, I just, I, I, again, we've said this, <laughs> she doesn't want it, but like, she should be doing hard. Like she would kill like, yeah. I, God, like fucking, you know, put her. Remember when there was that fake rumor that she was going to be in Halloween Ends? Like you and I would have loved that. Gosh, what a what a. She could still be. She still could be. Who knows? She Maybe we should go through and pause it a little a couple times. Maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll find her. Um, and she was in that Super Bowl commercial like a year or two ago. Where it oh was yeah, like a yeah, horror yeah. Movie where she was hiding in the in the bedroom. The um, oil of Olay. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it was. It was She'll, she'll do a fucking she'll hawk a product like nobody's business but she won't go to a horror movie okay Listen, that shit pays easy well, money so. <laughs> easy money horror movie and she just won't <laughs> have you ever yeah, bought but... a, a sarah michelle geller product that she has hawked hmm? yes i have have you i bought foodsters as i say i bought i i've told you i bought the fucking foodsters yeah. book to get it signed by her and it was the worst experience of my life <laughs> Shut the, i've gotten that out <laughs> I've told that story on Slayer Fest so many times. Oh, have um, you? Okay, so I can leave you yeah. there then. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What else? What else? Like, she, we're going to be talking, we're going to be covering the grudge as well, but she is very good in the grudge, you know? As this, uh, yeah. Uh, it does the very white thing where, you know, it's a, the white blonde girl in another country and, you know, we were supposed and to feel like bad for her, um, <laughs> but like, she's great. And she's got a great final girl look in her hair. has got that wave, the curl. She's got that, um, that it's very buffy works for her. Right. That is yeah. her like Chris Evans sweater. You know? I yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I remember saying this, to the season seven costume designer, when you're talking about her, I was like, you know, not everyone looks good in a chunky sweater, but she looks very good. And he was like, yes, I loved styling her in chunky sweaters. Cause she yeah. always looked good in them. Um, I, yeah. I almost wish that was her final girl look because it's not. She puts her hair up in a ponytail, and, like does the casual Where's dress, that, dress down has thing a at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we don't always need a dress down for a final scene, just so y'all know horror writers. Because I mean, <laughs> we 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 are the supreme authority on this opinion. Um, but <laughs> the Grudge Two, 
she was really good in. I, I, we're going to do a whole behind the scenes chat about that one at some point. Um, and why she was not like the main character in that. Um, but she, and you know, that's why she wasn't in angel, the final season of angel because of that. Cause she was doing that before the grudge too, which is wild. Cause it's like, only I'm okay with 10 minutes. I would rather sacrifice her role in, in angel for the grudge too, because again, you isolate it to her scenes and that's the whole movie for me. And it's like, I loved it. I loved it. It did annoy me that her hair had like these really chunky brown highlights. It was clearly longer than the last movie. I recognized that at like 10 years old. I'm like, mm. <laughs> but she's like so good. And she's in this hospital and, uh, it just, you know, in my young memory, I, I remembered it be her being in the movie longer than she actually was. And then in my adult watches, I'm like, holy fuck. She's like five minutes of this damn movie. Yeah. yeah. She sells well, the whole thing. I mean, but for me, you know, for me, I'm like, the only reason I don't like it is because she, it like, I hate bringing back a final girl to kill them. And I'm mm. like. It was a big thing that I used to do, though. I, like, I know, they, yeah. they, they did it for a long time, too. You know, they never really stopped doing it. It always used to. You know, I was looking at old tweets, and I found that I had I deleted a bunch. So it was like, I thought it was like talking about how I hate when horror movies do that. And I had like a whole tweet thread about, like, this is why, like, people, like, you know, shit on, like, horror movies as being sexist, even though they're not always, but, like, because of, like, and I was like, I'm deleting this whole thread. I don't want to find this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I actually do think The Grudge 2 is better than 1. I think it like has more of a story, and I like it. It's fucking um, hard for me to follow, though. Like I understand it, and I understand what points are like going forward and what's going back and all of that. It's just... Uh... It's, I like the tone a lot more. I like Amber yeah. Tamblyn in it. I like the... I love that the house is like all burnt up because of yeah. Karen, you know? So. Um, and I like Clea Duvall. I think she's good. Um, but yeah, no, I... I keep trying to like go back to Buffy, but That's, I know we're yeah, going. Let's go back to Buffy. We'll we'll go back to Buffy to kind of round out the conversation. So, because now I'm okay. like, is it a Buffy Summers is a final girl, or, or Sarah Michelle Geller is a final girl? It's where, Buffy where Summers. Does, where does Sarah Michelle Geller end and Buffy Summers begin? Where does well, any of... Okay, so to lend to that, I will say she uh, even said, whenever she was doing like I forget she got I was like an MTV award, but it was like a recent like within mm. the last like six years or something i forget what the fuck it was for that she won some award and when she got up she was like i've never said this out loud but i wanted to thank all the buffy fans like buffy helped shape who i am blah 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 and charisma carpenter said that when i interviewed her right that like now she basically there's a very blurry line between her and cordelia chase mm -hmm. um and i do think a lot of these buffy actors they're kind of is like a little bit of a blurry line um i think about when i talked to emma caulfield for junkie and she was like I forget what she said. And she's like, oh, that was an Anya answer. Like she very much will like, she's like, oh, I don't know. And she, her mannerisms are very Anya because like, I almost feel like a lot of these characters, it was like the conversion of them and like what the writers were creating oh, for the character, absolutely. you know? Because you write to their strength, right? And I think yeah. Sarah could have done just about anything. I mean, she's not without her limitations. I don't right. know if she could do like a full, like, you know. Meryl Streep in the Iron Lady transformation, right. but I was just about um, to say she couldn't do probably a British accent. Can't do like, that, okay. but you know she can do just about everything else. Um, and I think hers was they and definitely Buffy wrote her into Buffy, but um, I think however they wrote Buffy, she could have done it. You know, yeah, yeah, and like I just it's the development there that I think you know you and I we talk about this a lot in this podcast. We love the development of Sydney. We love the development mm. of Laurie and Gail, and like the final girls that have been around get a lot of development and Buffy just like, I, there just isn't a better development, right? Yeah. Like I, I, the way she can confidently, you know, again, in the season seven finale, when it's like the first is trying to shake her in the basement and it's like, Oh, you alone, the chosen one, only yeah. you. Like, what do you think? And she's like, I think I'm going to win. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. And like, the thing is we get like, you know, a few times with every final girl at most where they, they have to, rise up through the movie and like stand tall at the end right. this is episode by episode for her however many yeah do you, do you know off the top of your head how many episodes buffy was um 144 okay well 144 episodes where she has to go through the whole horror movie plot right so buffy summers final girl like you said ultimate. more <laughs> more horror on stream on stream time than any of the like most beloved horror final yeah. girls and truly like every single type of horror you can you can think of elevated uh uh babadook uh, the, the mother uh every fucking everything just like Vampires. whatever whatever horror movie that comes to your mind 
there's a Buffy episode for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're really, that's really accurate. Like this kind of spirit, no, this kind of spirit, no, this, like there's like a zillion different demons, a zillion different vampires, a zillion different ghosts. Um, Psychological too. You know, we get everywhere. We go every single place with her. So yeah. Normal again. That's like a horror movie too. It's like a monster. Oh my God. That one is the scary one. That one's one that makes you paranoid too. So yeah, I don't, I think after my recording, I like it more, but I used to always hate that episode just because I don't like the open ended. I love it. And you already know what kind of, uh, uh, person i am and what kind of stories i like so you already know what how i interpret that i know, I know. it's all in her mind because <laughs> it's darker and bleaker and sad <laughs> um, uh no i don't like that but um yeah no i i just and it's like it's it's it i don't know this is like lame but it's like it is empowering right like, oh absolutely like you there is not again there's not a whole lot of female characters just in general that are as empowering as Buffy Summers is. Buffy Summers, I think we said at the end of your cho- chosen episode, is that Buffy Summers, to this day, is my hero, you know? Yeah. Your hero. All of our hero. Um, and bringing her more, because we haven't really talked, we've talked a little bit about Buffy Summers being a final girl, but we haven't really done like this. Um, and so now I'm putting her in my list of final girls, you know, that I like reference all the time. You know, whenever I talk about final girls and I start listing them up, I'm going to start listing Buffy Summers. And then somebody's going to challenge me. And I'm going to, we're going to go into an hour long conversation about it. <laughs> then we're going to block that person on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Round us out, Ian. Give us your, your final sort of closing My thoughts. final thoughts is that like the reason you and I love final girls is the like survival and like, Buffy went through that 144 times at least. Like she references fights she has off screen too. So like more times than that. Um, And like, yeah, Buffy like is and was and is my hero. And there's a reason. And it's like, she fucking perseveres and like keeps going even when shit fucking sucks. Right? Like I remember we, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, not to be too grim, but like when um, my friend passed away and I had found him in his bed, I literally came home and watched the body. Like I came to my parents' yeah. house and I watched the body because it was like watching my hero go through shit like this. Like, not like calmed me, but like just made but me it's feel rare. Little, you know, that yeah. you can you have a character that you can do that and pick out a specific moment that'll relate to your current situation. Yeah, and you can play that, and we have all of uh, uh, all the moments that you know, go along with their lives. I'm still figuring things out and I'm still like going back to new Buffy episodes that I don't currently relate to and then find myself relating to, right? You know, when you hit young, when I first hit young adulthood, I like hit some of the worst depression I'd ever had and I'd never really like faced depression like that and that was season six and I watched season six yeah. constantly, you know? So you, she gives us just everything. She gives us all of the action hero stuff, all the superhero stuff, all the final girl stuff. Um, Buffy Summers just is... Uh, is the grand empress empress of uh, our hearts. She's the reason this podcast exists. We became friends because of Buffy. It's very true. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what do you guys think about Buffy Summers and why do you, yes, you believe if you're, if you're, if you're still listening by now, we're going to assume you believe she's a final girl. We're not taking answers otherwise. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Let us know down in the comments below. Send us a message on Twitter, something like that. And who is your final, your favorite final girl? Okay, don't give us start. Give, and now we're gonna start getting a bunch of like weird answers, and because everybody's gonna start just like you know saying everybody's a final girl <laughs> at this point. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, we will uh, we'll catch you next time for, to continue the ser- summer of Sarah Michelle Geller, and uh, have a great day. Bye.